This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. God's grace. Did, did you make it? Did you make it? Because of God's grace, his amazing grace, God loves us. God cares for us. It's his amazing grace that has brought us safe this far. We've got to give God praise, honor, and glory. We didn't make it because we're so good. Didn't make it because we look so good. Didn't make it because we have so much money or our education. It's by God's divine and amazing grace. I want to thank Brother Robin Terrell. She joined the ensemble that we've been having every Sunday in worship. Thank you, Brother Robin. Also thank Minister Carl Bozier, who also led us in a solo, singing right here, as only Minister Carl Bozier can do. Yes, we want to thank him also. And for those who come every time and share with us, our musicians, I don't call their names, but we just thank God for all of them as well for what they do, led under direction of our minister, Minister R. King Brown. We're so grateful, so grateful. Uh, also, I failed to mention earlier, we also are grateful for the Sister to Sister Women's Ministry. Our, our women's ministry had a Sister to Sister Wellness Check on Tuesday. And that was a great opportunity for our women to get together and talk about those various things with mental health and physical health and dealing with COVID-19 and depression and all of that. They did an I understand they did an outstanding job, had a great fellowship of women from all over sharing with them. That happened this past Tuesday. Let's turn to our passage for today again, which is the Gospel according to John chapter 14, verse 12. The Gospel according to John chapter 14, verse 12. And it reads, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. These are the words of Jesus. He said again, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Let us pray. God, our creator, sustainer, redeemer, we ask right now in a special way that you, that you preach, God. Speak through me to your people that we, your servants, may hear, but not just be hearers of your word, we may be followers of your word to do your will, your way. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us, and we will give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And praise God. We live in some tough and difficult days right now. There has never been before in my lifetime, never been a time like this, experiencing what we're experiencing right here and right now in these United States of America, and yea, even in the world. So much hate, anger, frustration, a sense of helplessness, who quite frankly of people who don't know what to do, even though they are in what is so-called powerful positions, 
Oh yeah, of course, then there's the Black Lives Matter movement also, who are basically saying to those who are in power and confused right now of what to do or how to do what they ought to do, the message is being said to them now, to all of you in power, just do the right thing. Do the right thing. Peaceful protests, unrest, dissatisfaction over basic human rights for humans whose skin pigmentation is richer than others. Unarmed men and women gunned down and put down and strangled and left to die without adequate medical treatment with this being caught on camera. Knee on the neck, shot in the back, shot while jogging, shot while being at home resting from serving as a first responder, and the list goes on. Many more were caught on camera, but yet many were not. A nation that shouts and demands. Everyone in America has the right to bear arms, to have guns, the Second Amendment. And that's so taken out of context. But folk are saying and believing that everybody in America ought bear arms, ought have guns, ought have weapons. Everyone should have weapons. And it's supported by many who say they fully support law enforcement. That everybody ought to have a weapon. Really? Everybody ought have a gun, but when a policeman stops a black man for a routine traffic violation, the policeman's greatest fear is that the person he's stopping or persons in the car have a gun. I'm sorry might have a gun in a land where everybody should have a gun their greatest fear is that this black person might have a gun mm. so if we in America and say that everyone should have a gun then every black person should have a gun and they should expect them to have a gun but why post a car with fear and intimidation if they have what everybody's saying we all have oh I know what the party is I know what it is I know what it is I know what it is. We have to lock up so many black men till you think we locked up so many of them that the odds of a black man having a gun are very small because they can't have them because they've been arrested. Um, now, why had they get arrested? Well, from the same traffic stop when the person's just asking, you know, why you stop me? And you're saying, get out the car and hollering at them and tell them, you better do this, you better do that. And, and, and the, the officer is fearful, but the person in the car is not thinking that the officer is fearful only because the officer has a gun and the person in the car does not. <laughs> All right, so anyway, you end up called resisting arrest. You get arrested. Now you get a felony because you've done some things and, and it gets on your record. And the next time it's already shown you had one arrest. Once you get in the system, and I said you get in an evil systemic system, I can see why everybody would think that black men shouldn't have a gun because now the law says because you have this felony, you should not have a gun. 
So you're going to be good abiding citizens and don't have a gun. But those who actually have a gun, yeah, and should have a gun, are very much in danger. Huh. We have some men saying, don't take my gun. Because there's, there's no law that says any law-abiding black person should have a gun. There's no law saying you should not have a gun. But, but because for some reason it appears that a black man with a gun is more dangerous than anybody else with a gun. We approach it that way. I get it. I understand why police are so afraid when they're doing their best to protect and serve. I get it. We're sending in America too many mixed messages. They should approach every car as if somebody has a gun because we're saying everybody ought to have a gun. I understand that. I'm so grateful for the police chief we have here in Savannah, Georgia. I am grateful for Chief Mentor who tells our police right here in Savannah that when you pull someone over, you ought to be courteous, and when you pull them over, you ought to identify who you are and tell the person why you pull them over. I love that. That's major. That's major. That's a big deal. Yeah, you might say, that's not a big deal. That's what all of them do. No, everybody don't do that. When you pull them over, you tell them, my name is Officer so-and-so, and the reason I pull you over is this. And I've seen that work right here in Savannah. And just speaking courteously to people, courteously to people, goes a long way. You don't know what kind of day that person has had. And the person doesn't know what kind of day the police officer has had. So there are some things we can do to help the whole situation that's going on right now in America. Most people don't take too kindly to someone coming up behind them and start barking orders at them, telling them what they better do, especially when they got their woman in the car with them and their children. We're living in unprecedented times. Times when we are expecting miracles. Right now in Georgia, we are expecting miracles. We are waiting on a Republican-led House of Representatives and Senate in the state of Georgia to pass a strong hate crime bill that will protect most of the vulnerable people of this state from vicious, mean, and unprovoked attacks by those who through history thrive on hating those who are not like them. We can just sit by and hope that they do the right thing. We must pray, but we must also watch and pray. We must also watch, pray, write, and call the members of the House of Representatives and of the Senate of Georgia and tell them we do want a crime bill, but we want a strong crime bill that will protect those who live in the state of Georgia who have little and no protection. That, that's what we can do. That's what we can do. We're living in strange times. Times when it is extra convenient to go online and complete a census that's done every 10 years. But just better than half of all the residents have taken the time, 10 minutes or less, to complete the 2020 census. I mean, it's so simple. It's just going online, 2020census.gov, completing it, sending it in, it's done. Or you can even call in. But yet, just a little more than half of all the residents have taken the time to complete the census. We're living in some strange times. We're living in some strange times. 
even knowing the census is so important that it determines how much money comes back to our community and how representation will happen in our community based on census figures. The money does not follow the need, the money follows the numbers. These times are like no other in this state, in this nation, in this world. Did I mention, contrary to what some would have you believe, we are still in a pandemic. COVID-19 is still with us. The coronavirus is still infecting people and taking people out. I want to say to yourself, be safe and care about the safety of others. Wash your hands regularly for at least 20 seconds using soap and water. When you can't have soap and water, then use the hand sanitizer. But, but wash regularly. Can't say that enough. Wash your hands regularly. Practice safe distancing. Stay a distance from other folk. And we all ought to be wearing masks. Now, now let me say this. If you're around somebody who's not wearing a mask, you need to stay further than six feet away from them. Yeah, you need to stay at least one county length away. Yeah, they need to be in another county. Because they're, they're saying, I have no regard for your health at all. So I'm not wearing a mask. I'm super. I'm okay. But it's not, you're wearing a mask not to protect yourself from receiving it, but you're wearing a mask to show how much you love others. That the, the mask ought to be our new symbol of love. Then above all, just stay home. You can determine who you open your door for or not. Just stay home. Stay home at least until medical science catches up with this virus. How do we handle the stress with all that's going on? How do we handle these things that are coming in at unprecedented times, a time that we've never had before? And we're living this, we're experiencing this. What do we do? How do we handle this? If there ever was a time that we needed greater, it's now. Yeah, ordinary just won't do. It's time to step up to greater. Even though we live in these times, I believe it's time to know and truly believe what's been said down through the years still works. Jesus is still the way, the truth, and the life. One song years ago said, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other because Jesus is the way. But he's not just sitting in heaven at the right hand of God. He's not just sitting there with God the Father expecting even worse things to happen. No ma'am, no sir. He's sitting at the right hand of God expecting greater to happen. Oh, yes. He's expecting greater to happen. And he's pulling for you. He's pulling for me. He's looking for greater things to happen because he said, greater works than I have done, you will do. And greater is in you. Listen to the words of Christ in John chapter 14. Verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. 
Now, I always tell you first African, we got to look at what comes before a verse, what comes after a verse, to get the context of the verse. Look at what's come before it. Verse 11, John 14, 11 says, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else, believe on account of the works themselves. Believe on account of the works themselves. Jesus says, just take a look at what I've done. You got a question about whether or not I am who I say I am? You got a question about whether or not I am the, the son sent from the father? You got a question of whether or not I am the Messiah, the anointed one, the Christ? Just take a look at what I've done. Matter of fact, John's disciples, his cousin, yeah, John the Baptist's disciples, when John was arrested and placed in prison in jail, John's disciples carried a message from John to Jesus. And they asked Jesus, says, are you the one or shall we look for another? And Jesus could have said, of course I'm the one. No, no, he didn't say that. He said, tell John the blind see, the, the lame walk, the deaf hear. In other words, he says, tell John to just look at my works and he'll have the answer to his question. Yes, he said, greater works than he has done, we will do. And I know what you're thinking. Of course, he did all these miracles. Yeah, yeah, Jesus walked on the water. That's a miracle. That, that's a good thing. I, I can't wait till I start walking on water. I hear you. Well, he fed 5,000 men. Well, he fed over 5,000, but 5,000 men, not counting women and children. And you know, if you got 5,000 men, you're going to have at least 8,000 women. And you can have about 12,000 children. But anyway, he fed over 5,000 men with just two small fish and five pieces of barley loaves. Pray. And, 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 and you say, well, yeah, I would love to be able to be able to stretch my resources like that. That's a great miracle I want to do. No, 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 no. I know the other one. You say, oh, yeah, he turned water into wine. Woo! How many of y'all sitting around right now and say, boy, that's a great work. I can't wait to start turning water into wine. I don't have to go back to the liquor store no more. All I got to do is pour some water up and say, do it, Jesus. I know, I know you get excited about that one. You say, he said I can do greater miracles. But there's greater miracles even than walking on the water, greater miracles than being able to multiply fish and bread, greater miracles even more than turning water into wine. Pastor, what are you talking about? Yeah, those, those are not the greatest. He healed the sick and even raised some from the dead. But even those works are not the greatest. And he tells us that we will do greater works than what he has done. What was so great? I'm glad you heard me. And this is going to be the answer to all of the ills that we have going on right now in our nation and the world and the ills to come. What was so great? He showed love for us while we were yet sinners. Let me say it again. He showed love for us while we were yet sinners. Look at what comes behind what he says in John 15, beginning verse 12. He said, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Now, what comes after verse 12 in John 14? Glad you asked. Verse 
13 after verse 12. It reads, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, let me, let me try to keep this as simple as I can and wrap it up. We've talked about how it was that Jesus died, rose from the grave. We talked about how he said, told his disciples in Acts chapter 1 that you will receive power to be my witnesses. We've talked about how the Holy Spirit came and now the Holy Spirit lives in those who've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And there's a reason why God has placed his spirit in us. Yeah, there's a reason why. It's not so we can walk around and talk about how holy we are. It's not so we can talk about how great we are. It's only that we could do the work and do God's will. And it's God's will that none should perish. Sometimes people got to go through stuff to realize that they need God. They need somebody who will hold their hand and help them in every situation. And that's not just my brother, my sister, or somebody around me. I need someone to hire, someone who knows, someone who loves, someone who cares. And God allows things to happen in our lives so we can come to know him. Because when we come to know him, we just won't know him for a little while here. We'll know him forever and ever and ever and ever. Reason why the Holy Spirit came to live in us is so we can be empowered to be his witnesses. Greatness lies within us so we can do God's will. And again, his will is that none should perish. Well, look at it. Our four parents wanted a better life for us. And we want a better life for our children. What father does not want a better life for his children? But listen to what our four parents knew. They knew of and wanted a better life for themselves even when this life was over. Oh yes, they worked hard to change the situations in life that they were going through then. But they knew that one day this life would be over. They knew that there was a father who truly loved them. And even in the midst of what they were going through every day, it was their faith that kept them in the midst of strange and perilous times. It was their faith they held on to, knowing that God would keep them and God would love them. You say, well, how could God love them and keep them when they were in slavery? How can God love them and keep them when they were being abused? How is God loving and keep them through all the situations? You've got to understand, my brothers and sisters, sin came into the world. And through sin and through Satan, who seeks to kill and destroy, he seeks to take everything from you. But the only thing that's going to ever be able to get rid of hate is going to be love that God has placed in us. Greater is in you than in the world. We need the same strength of our foreparents, that same strength today, even as we reflect on the events of Juneteenth. How those who were free from slavery over two years before they realized that they had been free. Mm. But now when the word reached them, there was a time, that was a time of celebration. They had worked, toiled, and labored for an additional two years, but word finally reached them. We've been marching, protesting, singing, crying and praying. Still, we were doing all of this for the God-given rights as outlined in the Constitution of the United States of America. 
that all men are created equal, therefore should be treated equally. We are living in a period of time that calls out for greatness, calls for greatness to rise up. And greatness is in you, my brother. Greatness is in you, my sister. It's Father's Day, a day when we celebrate fatherhood. Men, greatness lives in you. There's always a cloud over Father's Day in our community because there are so many who had to make it without fathers in their homes and sometimes without fathers even in their lives. Yet there are those who have fathered many a child and was not there to raise the child. To those children in that boat, please hear me. Greatness is in you. I need you to hear me again. Greatness is in you. Take time today to thank God for your father wherever he is. I say it again. Take time to thank God for your father wherever he is. Thank God and thank your father because if it wasn't for your father, you would not be here. And we're glad you're here. You must understand, we're excited you're here. It does not yet appear what you will be or what you can be or what God has placed in you to be because he's placed greatness in you in spite of whatever anybody else might ever say to you or about you or your circumstance or situation. Greatness lies in you because God created you and has given you the opportunity to have greatness in your life. Oh yes, we ought to take time to thank God. We ought to take time to do that. To the fathers who've had the privilege of hanging in there with your children. And even at times, taking on the role of helping other children whose father may not be around. We say to you today, hang in there because God is not through with you yet. Greatness lies in you. To those who take on the role of father, for those who fathers may not be in their lives, but yet you have not physically fathered a child, but yet you are a father to some child that's looking, leaning, and depending upon you. I say to you also on this day, Happy Father's Day. For the work you have done and the work you are doing and for those who look up to you and your godly wisdom and your godly inspiration to help them to get to higher heights. See, my brothers and sisters, understand this. To the daughters and to the sons, there are folk that God will put in place to help you to get from point A to point B regardless of what has happened in your life. But you ought to have, be open to allowing God to place folk in your life to help you to find the greatness that he's placed in you. Oh, we live in difficult times. It's hard, I know. But if we're going to get out this mess that we're in right now, it's going to take greater works than what we've ever seen before. It's going to take greater love. A love that transcends color. A love that reaches beyond the comfortable situations 
in life. A love that truly cares about the future of our children, our grandchildren. A love that cares about the future of our community. That cares about the future of our city. That cares about the future of our state. That cares about the future of our nation. That cares about the future of this world. It's a love that can only come from above. It's a love that makes you love everybody. It's a love that reaches to the highest mountain and flows to the lowest valley. It's a love that loves in spite of all the surrounding circumstances of life. It's a love that lets you sleep at night. It's a love that gives you peace in the midst of the storm. We've heard it said over and over again. No justice no peace no justice no peace but i want to add this on this father's day of 2020 no jesus no peace no jesus no peace but if you know jesus you will know peace but why do i need to know jesus how can i come to know jesus you can come to know jesus because he loves you so much oh yes he can teach us and tell us about love and he placed love in us so as he could get glory. If we truly love like God wants us to love and we let this love be shown to others who don't love, do you know there are so many people sitting in high places, in legislatures and in different places, different houses, all color houses, red houses and blue houses and White House, and, 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 but there are people who for some reason just can't realize that every person has value and from the value that God has placed within them, it's a value that even God himself want everybody to be able to recognize and to deal with in the way he tells us to deal with. And he tells us that we ought to love. He gave us an example of how to love. Pastor, what's the example? His example was when he loved us so much that he sent his son into this world. He sent his son into this evil systemic world. And Jesus came to this earth, went about doing good. Out of all the good he did, they did talk about him. They did ridicule him. They did call him everything but a child of God. Jesus suffered in the flesh like we suffer today. He allowed men to do all of that to him. Can you see our Lord and Savior? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He fed the hungry. I'm talking about good work he did. He did all these wonderful things, but yet still they falsely accused him. They took him and marched him from judgment hall to judgment hall. Can you see our Lord and Savior when he took on your sins and my sins and allowed them to march him up the God Gotham's hill? They put nails in his hands and nails in his feet with a crown of thorns on his head. And on the cross because he loved you so much. On the cross because he loved me so much. On the cross because he loved the world so much. The Bible says he died. Oh yes he died. But the story doesn't stop there. They placed him in a power tomb. He stayed there all night Friday. Stayed there all day Saturday. Stayed there all night Saturday night. But early, I said early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power, power over the grave, victory over death. Well, Pastor, what did he do then? Yes, and 40 days later, he ascended into heaven. Sent back the Holy Spirit. That's who lives in us. Who will guide us and direct us. 
He will help us to make it through all the toil and tribulation, through all the hardships, through all the burdens. He will help us to love like we ought to love. He will help us to give like we ought to give. He will help us to live like we ought to live. He will be our help. Oh God, our help in ages past. Our hope for years to come. Our shelter from the stormy blast. And our eternal hope. Because one day, we're going to leave this place. One day, we got to give up this life for eternity. And one day, you need to know that he says, I prepared a place for you that the wicked will cease from troubling and a willing soul to be at rest. I know we like staying down here in the midst of COVID-19. I know we like to stay down here in the midst of all our marching and protesting. I know we still like to stay down here in the midst of all the hatred around us. But one day, I said one day, we got to leave here. Do you have your ticket? Are you ready to ride? I'm telling you one day, we got to give up this life. We got to give up this human. We got to give up this flesh. And one day, we'll fly away and be with our Lord and Savior. Because we prepared a better place. I got shoes. You got shoes. All of God's children got shoes. When I get to heaven, gonna put on my shoes. I'm going to walk all over God's heaven. I got a smile. You got a smile. All of God's children got a smile. When I get to heaven, gonna put on that smile. I'm going to smile. I'm going to smile all over God's heaven. I got a song. You got a song. All of God's children got a song. When I get to heaven, I'm going to sing my song. I'm going to sing it all over God's heaven. One day, we got to leave here, and we got another home. Our house not made with hands, eternal in the heaven. We got to fight on while we're here. We got to fight on while we're here. We got to fight the good fight of faith, and we got to help other folks see that we serve a God who loves us and loves them, and we'll love one another. Give God the glory. Give God the honor. Give God the praise. I got to tell him, thank you. I got to tell him, thank you. I got to tell him, thank you. Go ahead, run around your house. Go on and tell him, thank you. Say, Lord, I praise you. Lord, I magnify your name. I thank you for what you're doing right now. I thank you for what you're about to do in my life. I thank you for what you're about to do in the state of Georgia. I thank you for what you're about to do in the United States of America. I thank you for what you're about to do in this world in which we live. Lord, I thank you. When the praises go up, when the praises go up, you ought to praise them right where you are. When the praises go up, he can bless your home. He can bless your life. He can bless your situation. I gotta tell him, thank you. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. 
Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.